Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. Hey, Daniel Ramsey here with my outdesk today. I've got the pleasure of talking to Brian Beers, who is a franchisee. And I'm excited because we're going to talk about talent and his journey to getting the leverage that he needs. Brian, thanks for joining me today. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so let's talk your story, man. How did you find out about my outdesk? What was kind of the process? And then what's been your experience? Yes, yeah, so I, I found out uh, my outdesk through uh, GoBundance that yep. uh, you know, both me and you are members of. And, you know, we had used outsource, um, uh, companies in the past, uh, yep. but it was more on a, on a uh, one-to-one kind of ratio with, um, what's it, what's it called? Odesk or, uh, um, and so, you know, we had some varying experiences in it and, um, you know, I, for you guys, what I really liked was, uh, you know, a lot of the work that you guys did up to the point to find the VA and ensure that we're getting, uh, you know, a, a high quality, um, kind of vetted candidate. Uh, cause the, the, the biggest challenge or, or a roadblock is the trust, right? Cause yeah. we'll give them access to our servers and, you know, eventually, you know, financial information and, uh, you know, with you guys, I felt that, you know, you'd have done a lot of the legwork to, to, uh, establish some of that trust from the beginning. Um, and so far it's been, been nothing but a, but a great experience. Yep. And what, um, what's your advice to other franchisees, like owners, like what, what should they be thinking about when considering a service like ours? You know, I, I, I go back, it's the same mindset of what, um, you know, what your kind of end goal is. Right. And, and for me, it's continuing to grow. And I, I knew that, you know, if, if I kept focusing on all these little things, uh, they, they would take up like mind space and, and attention yes. and that the, what I'm buying, like you said, is, is time back. And I'm buying the fact that, you know, I know once I train her how to do it, which takes time, there's, there's that curve you know, yep. that I know you talk about. So I invest all this time in the beginning and trainer how to do these things. And then from there, I'm like, it's almost set it and forget it. And and then now my mind has, has space to then focus on, you know, higher dollar, you know, per hour tasks, yes. you know, things that only I can do, which is, you know, the, the growth mentality or, you know, diving into more of the profitability or some of the negotiations on once again, buy, buying more locations, investing in real estate, all the other things that we're working on, which, uh, I can't substitute that. You know, I'm, I'm the leader on it. One of the so. fears that a lot of owners have is like, how do I integrate a virtual assistant into my team? Like have, have your individual branch managers embraced Anne and really kind of, you know, decided yeah, that they, this has been good. Yeah. And you know, I, I said it from the beginning that, you know, I made it obvious that she is an extension of me and I wanted to make sure that, you know, like they, they treat her respect. And if she asked them to do something, it was the same as me directly asking them to do something. What's your best advice for somebody considering using our service and implementing kind of a blended model where some of your people are in in-house in office and some are outsourced and virtual professionals? Uh, I mean, my best advice is to just do it. Uh, you know, cause if you never do it, you're never gonna, you're never gonna learn. What do you think your return on investment is? And before you answer that, what would happen if we, if Anne got yanked out of the business, what, what would that do for you? Uh, I mean, it would go, these things would fall back into my world or we would work internally to train somebody. But once again, it's part of, it's a skill set of, of the people that you currently have. And some of them just aren't, they just aren't capable of it, or you just have the right person. Cause it's, it's not really their job, you know, a store manager, 
I can't have them tracking tire returns for like 12, 12 locations. Right. And, and right. so then we're asking them to do something that is you know beyond their day-to-day thing. It would become uh, you know, it'd be a challenge for them to manage the, the two separate um, things. The other part is kind of the, the type of person, right? So, you know, in, in our business, we have a lot of sales, sales people and they're good at operations, but they're not really good at administration. And so that's where they fall. So while, while Anne is really good at administration, that's where she uh, picks up. So um, ROI, I, I have no idea, but uh, you know, the, some of the immediate tasks we gave her were, were following up on money that we knew was, you know, it was warranty like programs and, and insurance, uh, little insurance claims that money was falling through. And immediately, you know, she was getting us a lot more money back that we had previously been missing. Um, so she is more than paid for in this, this single task alone. Uh, and also teaching her how to manage tire inventory for us, just, just sending back tires that we don't sell and bringing in tires that are more popular just helps turn inventory and make money. Um, once again, I, I have no idea what that number is, but I, I know it's, uh, I know it's been a good investment uh, up to this point. Mm-hmm.